It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we open up the show today on Raider Nation Radio, the flagship of the silver and black, a very somber day, a very concerning day, a very serious day on the radio as we are covering the update of DeMar Hamlin, who's in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest on Monday Night Football as that game was eventually postponed last night, and it's all anybody's talking about in sports. It really is the only thing anybody should be talking about in sports. I did my show last night live when this happened. It was one of the more unique and disturbing shows I've ever done in my life. And it was just like something you can't train for. I've been on the radio for a lot of injuries in my career, some really big tragic events, but that was something that we've never seen before. As I always say, if you've never seen anything before like this, you can't stand in front of camera saying, you know, I never saw anything like this. Of course, you've never seen anything like this. And we, we saw this last night, and everybody needs to talk about it. And that's what I do. I host talk shows. We talk about it. I do most of the talking, and we hear from you, and you add in your opinions, and I really count on it, and I'm counting on you today. I'm counting on you today after what I experienced last night. I already did this show last night. I think I can cover it today. We could also cover it from a Raider perspective because the Raiders and the remaining schedule has a lot to do with the Bills in Cincinnati. But we don't want to talk as much about football today and rescheduling the game and all of that, it wouldn't be inappropriate. It's not inappropriate, but I think the bigger picture is we're all on the same page. We need to talk about this young man, pray for him, and hopefully he recovers and comes out of critical condition as we talk about this topic today. Number you know by now, 702-365-9200. Here's what I would recommend. Last night on SiriusXM, we had an on-call SiriusXM doctor who has a doctor show. He joined me for 20 minutes. Talk to him. I had paramedics call into the show. I had uh, individuals, EMTs call in. People called in who are familiar with this. I've reached out today to doctors and other individuals who are familiar with this type of cardiac arrest. So if you're a doctor listening to the show or a nurse and you've never called into the show before, this might be a day where you can bring some clarity to us and talk about what's happening as the Hamlin family is very grateful. They put out a statement. And a lot of this has to do with media and what we're trying to figure out with the, with the media and how the media handles certain issues here. As we open up the show, I would say the people that we should be listening now to should be exclusively the Buffalo Bills, the NFL, and the Cincinnati Hospital, where he's at. Those are the three pieces of media that we should have, which I have open on my phone. Again, the Buffalo Bills account, as they are putting up updates... Here's the latest update within the hour from the Buffalo Bills. DeMar Hamlin spent last night in intensive care and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support he has received so far. So that's the Buffalo Bills. 
Then we should wait to hear, obviously, from the hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. They're going to have a press conference at some point today. And then we should follow the NFL, as in NFL, the league, because the league's going to make the decisions going forward. Everybody else has an opinion. The Raiders are putting out a sympathetic tweet. Other people are chiming in. The networks are chiming in. And you are. But we should all be sympathetic. We should have empathy. And we should do the right thing. That's the way I've always run my shows. So we're going to talk about what happened last night. And for me, to see this happen in real time, it was jarring. I was sitting on the air. My show just started. I was minutes into the show setting up my monologue when the injury happened in the first quarter. And I saw the play live. I have monitors in my home studio. And I saw T. Higgins catch the ball. I didn't think anything of it. Because the cameras cut away when he got up and went down to the ground. But then everything took off after that. Here on Cincinnati's sideline empties. This is difficult to watch here. As Eric said, it, it does remind you how even though despite the best efforts to make this a safer game at the league level, there are always certain kinds of hits that can take place in games like this. It's tough to understand even what exactly happened here because he essentially goes to the ground, makes the tackle, he stands up on his own power, doesn't take a big shot, and then faints backwards. And his body was motionless and kind of limp. And I don't know if that snap when he fell straight to his back, if that snap is what caused the potential spine injury. We're not creating out, you know. Or maybe we're not, he was concussed. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to make any unnecessary assumptions right now, but that that's what it looked like to me when I got to see the replay. Now, we weren't even really sure who got hurt because it didn't look like that big of a hit at the time. And, right. And DeMar stood up. You know, yeah. He, he got up and then... Like the play was over. Yep. And it looked rather innocuous, but obviously that is not the case here. 7-3 your score. So that's a very important soundbite. That's the Bills play-by-play. That's the Bills. That's the, that's the team, the home call. They didn't know what happened. So imagine what everybody on Twitter thought at that moment. No one knew what happened. Nobody. So at that point in time, my producer gets in my ear on Mad Dog, and he says that he is monitoring. He's in L.A., and I have a board op who's in New York. So I'm in Vegas. I'm talking to a guy down the line. I can't talk to him because I'm talking. And he's in my ear, and he's saying this is worse. And I I couldn't ask him why, but he was telling me on my Google Doc as he was communicating to me that they were listening to the feed on Westwood One. The radio play-by-play call nationally with Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner. And they realized first that this was a cardiac situation. So then I became aware of this, that this wasn't head trauma. This wasn't a spinal cord injury. This could be a lot worse than the ambulance came out. Players can see that. From where I'm standing, I have the same angle into the tunnel. Players can see that. A lot of them are looking into the tunnel at the ambulance right now. Yeah, you have to wonder if they don't want to move yet because they might still be working on him. I mean, we don't know anything, so hard for us to... Figure out exactly what's taking place. Head referee Sean Smith now huddling up with his officials. And is that Zach Taylor over there too? Is he all on the other sideline? Oh, no, that's the alternate official. Stefan Diggs just came out and um, got right up to Saran Neal. He's telling him he's trying to pump Saran Neal up. Stefan Diggs is doing his best to kind of get the energy back here with his team. Cam Lewis is out on the field. Looks like he's the one that is going to take Tamar Hamlin's place when we do, we do resume play. Utter confusion. That's the Bills broadcast thinking they're getting ready to play as they were administering CPR. Okay, this is how serious this was getting. And again, I'm being made aware of this more quicker than the Bills play-by-play because we got the feed on Sirius XM of NFL, and they know what's happening here. 
So what happened here is when it changed everything. Then the Bills players got over to the player as close as they could to Hamlin, and they saw them doing CPR, that he was in a cardiac situation and he could have died. Then, all of a sudden, every Bills player lost it. They're starting to cry. They're hugging each other. This wasn't, oh, my God, he might never walk again. The players on the field, the referees, the coaches realized this was a cardiac situation. The broadcasters didn't. The broadcasters didn't other than the feed that we had from Westwood One. So I'm doing this and going through my monologue going, oh, my God, what is going to happen? Is this player going to be saved on the field? The ambulance was on the field at that point in time. What turns out what happened at that moment is they couldn't get him in the ambulance because they were working on saving his life. Does everybody understand that? Because we had people call in last night and a doctor told us you couldn't get him on the stretcher, put him into the ambulance, take off through the streets of Cincinnati. They had to save his life in that moment right there and they tried to do it on the field in front of all those fans. A lot of them couldn't see because they were surrounding the player. But quickly everybody started to understand this is a heart issue This is how serious this is. So then more and more sound came in, and the key point was the game was suspended. So they had to suspend the game. There was no doubt about it. Here's how it sounded on Bill's radio. I think they might be taking the team to the locker room, guys. Wow. I think they're taking the team off the field. Yeah, they are. The game has been temporarily suspended to further notification. So the game... As you heard head referee Sean Smith say, has been temporarily suspended. We don't have a time as to when play will resume. Temporarily suspended, Eric, would indicate that they'll resume play at some point in time. But right now, based on the situation at hand with DeMar Hamlin, it obviously is serious enough to warrant both teams exiting the field. I have never seen this before, Eric. This is a rarity. I know. I'm I'm sick over it, Chris. I mean, this is as serious of a situation that I've ever seen at a football game. And, you know, the fans are cheering the Bills and Bengals off the field. Um, classy gesture by the Bengals fans here, all looking in the direction of the Bills players, going off the field very slowly into the locker room. So we, we don't have any more clarity than we've uh, been able to relay. And, um you know, for those at home, prayers prayers are appreciated. Yeah, prayers are uh, probably proper at this point in time. When we get more information about DeMar Hamlin's condition and the resumption of this football game, we will pass it along to you. But in the meantime, we take a break. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. I mean, how is that? Can you imagine what that was like to call that game? So then this is where the topic goes off and gets splintered here. Now this is where people like myself on the radio, I kicked into breaking news medical. So I I decided with the guys I was working with, we're not going to do anything other than this. This is a breaking news medical story, not a football story. So then a lot of people on Twitter, they kept going back to ESPN in studio, Susie Kolber, Booger McFarlane, and Adam Schefter. Schefter had nothing, as nothing, nor should he have. No one had a source at that point in time. There was no referee with the cell phone telling Adam Schefter what was going on. Nobody had anything, and everybody wanted something. Everybody wanted to run to their phones and Twitter, and that's when Skip Bayless came in with the ambulance still on the field and started the discussion through his acting voice about should the game be postponed or not. And that's where this splintered off into chaos, and everybody now says, are you kidding me? You cannot say this to kids' moms in the building, okay? 
Hamlin's mom is at the stadium. She's in charge of everything from here on out. Mom kicks in. She's got to get in the ambulance. This kid's life needs to be saved. They got to get him to a hospital. And now people are going all over Twitter. Should they play? How many long? Is a five-minute delay? They're going to warm up again and all that. Chaos. Proving again that social media is so dysfunctional and chaotic. You saw a experiment last night that they're going to talk about at Harvard two years from now on how people need to be heard, need to be heard and to get feel back and to think they're doing something right. I'll get to Skip Bayless in this show. I'll get to him. So then it becomes a medical issue. My producers start saying we're not playing any music. Any rejoins, we're coming in and out of updates. We're going to try to put doctors on and figure out what happens here. And then it just kicked in to cover this breaking news story and what was going to happen here. So then uh, they decide that they're going to postpone the game. Okay, that was critical because it was obvious to me during this delay that if the kid was in this situation, you had to cancel the game for a couple of reasons. This good guy could be in the process, handling of dying. He's, they're trying to save his life. You can't play a football game. The Buffalo Bills and the Bengals, more of the Bills are distraught. You can't ask them to come back on the field again, not knowing the outcome of this kid being alive or dead. You can't. And everybody's still confused about it. I can't believe that everybody, 99% of people, didn't say the right thing. Cancel the game. Cancel the game. How in God's name are we not canceling this game? But I give credit to Roger Goodell at this point. Roger Goodell was on the phone. All reports, doing everything possible to get information. He's in New York. He has a league executive there down in the tunnel in the locker room. Obviously, the most important thing they're trying to do is get in communication with the hospital and get in communication with the doctors to see if this guy was going to survive. And eventually, they were going to postpone the game. They had to cancel the game because there was no way anybody could come out on the field and play again under these circumstances. Joe, we just got it. Uh, the league is going to officially suspend play for this evening. And they will get with the teams and they will try to find a date or whatever their next move is. But for this evening, uh, the game is officially suspended. The game will not be played this evening. And hopefully before we leave the air tonight, they will try to provide an update on the player. Damar Hamlin, who now over an hour ago went back down to the turf after making the hit on T. Higgins. This is the scene at 8.59 Eastern. The look of shock, utter shock on the faces of the Bills players being consoled by their opponents tonight. There's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. The ambulance took DeMar Hamlin away. We got word that he went to UC Medical Center, the only level one trauma center in the area. As we were talking and saying that the players were being told that they would have five minutes to get back ready for play and the players were standing around we saw Zach Taylor walk across the field and talk to Sean McDermott and then moments later the two teams headed into their locker rooms Demar Hamlin 24 years old sixth round pick from Pitt injured at 855 Eastern time so we are now over an hour since that transpired and left the stadium by ambulance at 925 Eastern and we have no update on his status, no official update on his status as we talk here roughly 10 o'clock Eastern. John Perry just heard the official word that play has been suspended for the rest of the night. And so this game, with Cincinnati scoring on their first possession, the Bills going down the field getting a field goal 
This will be picked up at another time, a time that at this point is undetermined. As we talked about coming in, these were, it seems silly to even talk about the specifics of where these teams are in their divisional races, their battle for the top seed in the AFC. That's what was on the line here tonight. But this was a jarring scene down on that field with players watching a teammate and a brother go through intense CPR down on that field and then carted away in an ambulance, making the specifics of where the Bengals and the Bills sit here in Week 17 of the 2022-2023 season seem irrelevant. So that is Joe Buck, and that was the call on Monday Night Football on ABC ESPN. You see, Joe Buck was aware Joe Buck was aware of the fact that they were doing intense CPR. A lot of other people weren't. I was aware of it live on the radio. Most people weren't. So what was happening at this moment, if people are looking for conspiracy theories, because that's where our society is today, everybody blames everyone. Everyone's got to be perfect if you're not perfect. But there are people who should be criticized for their behavior in that moment. And what Joe Buck was basically telling you is that this was a CPR issue with the heart. This wasn't a brain issue. And a spinal cord injury. That's why they canceled the game. And the conspiracy theory is why did Joe Buck multiple times say five minutes like they were going to warm the players up? Troy Vincent from the union is denying that. So the NFL is denying that there was any comments down to the field about they have five minutes to warm up because the quarterback for Cincinnati was warming up. Joe Burrow. He was warming up. Remember, it was their ball. They were already up 7-3 and they were driving to go up 14-3, to and they were on that sideline getting loose because some of them thought the game was going to go on because there was mass confusion. And that's what Roger Goodell was dealing at, I would assume, in his house in New York is trying to get people on the phone and make a decision. He made a great decision, the only decision. And for anybody who's pointing fingers, you've never been in a situation like this before. How dare you? How dare you point fingers at how long it took? They had to stabilize him. He was on the road to passing away. They had to get him into the ambulance, get him to the hospital. The football game was not important. And we got people always crying about how long baseball games are and how long this, how long's the instant replay. Only the people in the stadium know what they went through last night. Can you imagine a young boy or girl, six, seven years old with their parents, trying to figure that out on their own? Think of those people that were at the game instead of the people that were in their basement on Twitter saying, hey, man, maybe they should play. Do you know what the seatings look like? I mean, it's, it's totally inappropriate. But that's what happens now that people have a voice in social media. And as I was on the air, it kicked into my brain that, and everybody else's who was sane, that this is about this kid surviving the next half hour, hour, overnight, today, because he's in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest. So that's, that's what happened on the timeline. I don't think we should spend a hell of a lot of time talking about what's going to happen next. But that will happen, and that could happen on the show today as we talk about what has to happen going forward here. And that's a really important topic, which is Raider-based, and the Raiders are not going to bring it up, and we're not going to dive into it. But if the Raiders beat Kansas City, which they could the way Stidham played, the game between Cincinnati and Buffalo is everything. It's for the one seed. If Kansas City loses, the winner of Buffalo-Cincinnati goes to the one. That's home field advantage throughout the AFC. They have to play this game. But I think to be in the right frame of this show today, because I did this last night, is wait for the schedule to come out. Let's figure out if they play. There is a bye week, right? The one seed gets a bye week. 
that you scrub the bye week, and that in that game you replay this game, and you figure out the schedule this way. Or you just tell everybody this is where the schedule stands. Kansas City beats the Raiders. They're the one. And then you, you figure it out or you make it a tie. But Cincinnati's not going to want a tie because they were winning the game. And they want home field advantage. And the Bills want home field advantage. But everybody cares more, rightfully so, about DeMar Hamlin surviving this trauma that he just had. So it's a pretty crazy topic, isn't it? I mean, that's what's interesting about life and sports. We don't do much of this in sports. We do it in breaking news every day. We talk about trauma and tragedy. And I think the people that need to be commended are the people that were administering care on the field. I talked to someone in a similar role today about it before the show, and they said, what are the good things that are going to come out of this? Well, the charity of DeMar Hamlin, his toy drive, I think has over 3 or $4 million raised overnight on that. That's a positive here. The other thing is, is that I would assume every NFL team today, every single one of them, today or tomorrow are going to dress rehearse this at their stadium or at their practice facility. They're going to get everybody up and say, today we're going out on the field and you're going to run through this emergency. How would you handle it? And they're going to practice this, making sure everything works properly, making sure they understand how to administer the care, which the Buffalo team did, the doctors and the people that were on stadium on call, the paramedics in Cincinnati. Wonderful job. Tremendous, wonderful job. I got pretty emotional on that last night. Those people, those people are the unsung heroes. They went to work last night to drive that ambulance and to be there as paramedics, and they got called to duty like no one else in their business in the NFL ever has been. Now, we've had spinal cord injuries and all that are very serious, but not a critical condition, cardiac arrest. And all accounts were that those individuals on the scene saved this gentleman's life up until now. So they should be commended for that. That's a positive side of the story that we have going forward. Now, for the negative side of the story, and I got pretty upset about this too emotional last night, was just following you know, some of the social media on this and uh, to get to Skip Bayless and what he did in real time. What he did in real time was terrible. It, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a mistake at all. It's a dramatic, a dramatic actor overstepping his bounds because he's not real, he's fake, he's an actor, and he, he has people believing in this stunt. So why the, while the ambulance was on the field, not at the hospital, very important in the timeline, because I was live on the radio on a big platform, Skip Bayless was home in his PJs. He tweeted out, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? Question mark. This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Now, Skip probably didn't know at that moment that this young man was suffering cardiac arrest. So if you're going to give Skip Bayless an out, you just got to say that he wasn't aware of the situation because the Buffalo Bills broadcast, which I just played you their play-by-play, and then the play-by-play of the team of the injured player, they didn't know it was a cardiac situation for a while. And that's when Skip got his thumbs going here. And the amount, 138 million views. 77,000 quote tweets, 4,000 retweets, 99% of the people calling for his job. Now, I'm in media. I don't want anybody calling for my job because someday I'm going to lose my job like everybody else does. But it won't be JT losing his job over something like this that's insensitive. I can promise you that because of my grandparents, my parents, my wife, and who I am. There has got to be ramifications to be in media and to cross the line that way. 
and enough people have done it with COVID, and enough people do it with race baiting, but when it comes to life and death on the field of action with a broadcast partner who's a partner with the NFL as a broadcast partner who's covering the Super Bowl this year, there should be ramifications. There would be for me. If I did that, I wouldn't be on the air today, and I got a couple of platforms that I'd be taken off of, most likely. So I wanted to bring that up because I, if I wasn't, I'd be holding that back, and I'm always honest to the audience. I'm always honest to you. That really triggered me last night, and I had to focus on my show. And it's not about me. I'm just taking you behind the scenes of what I heard in real time as one of the only sports radio hosts in America who was live at the time and had real-time information that other people didn't have because it's serious. They had the access to listen in on all the other broadcasts. So I knew on the radio last night it was a cardiac situation when the Bills didn't know. And the Bills are inside the stadium. So the, the Bills broadcasters I'm talking about. So there's a lot to go. There's a lot here to talk about today. And the kid, DeMar Hamlin, who's 24, seems to be a fantastic human being, loved by everybody. We have sound from Mike Tomlin on this issue. Mike Tomlin knows him since he was a kid. Most NFL media was canceled today. The Raiders aren't doing media availability today around the league. But Tomlin said this. Uh, before I open up for questions, I'll, I'll say this about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, Man, it's a really personal thing for me, uh, being a Pittsburgher, and, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of res respect and love for him as a human being, um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL, and to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization. Um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. Um, had an opportunity to express that to him whenever I see him. We've played Buffalo um, each of the last two seasons, and he and I get to have a moment um, because it's just cool to, to, to not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to, to know them since they were younger people and to, to watch their maturation, their development, to watch them um, you know, earn what they've been chasing. Um, it's just really a, a cool thing. And, He's an example of that. I got a lot of love for that young man. We lifted he, him and that organization up in prayer, um, reached out to Sean McDermott to lend whatever assistance I could. Um, but um, I don't have a lot to add other than that. Um, I just respect the fact that you guys appreciate how personal it is for, for me, not only for me, but just for all of us um, as people that, that thrive in this space. Um, that's not obviously something that you – ever want to see so that's mike tomlin he's fantastic in every situation like that in front of a microphone so that's what he had to say on this you know i want to hear from you today on the reaction to all of this what you're thinking about see fans many fans get to meet football players they live in your community you see them at the airport you see them at an autograph signing you might know them in your community and there are a lot of fans who've never met a football player we should all understand today what these guys go through and how much effort they put in to entertain us, and that they're human beings. And it's gotten way out of control in my career. It's gotten absolutely out of control. It's gotten out of control at every level in regards to human being criticism, from head coaches to quarterbacks who are no longer here to players to injured players. It's completely 
The train has left the station. It's out of control. Fact, not fiction. Does it have to do with your fantasy team and all that? No. I just think dehumanizing athletes to think that they're just there to entertain us and that they don't have lives like this, it's a really big connecting moment for us today on this show. All you need to do is to think of Damar Hamlin's mom. Last night in that stadium, she was there. And what she was dealing with, getting down to the tunnel, getting in the ambulance, getting to the hospital, mass chaos, her family calling her, what's going on here? And we got people on social media giving their opinions about when the game should be replayed? I mean, it's insanity. Now, we're going to be talking about that over the next couple of days, but in the moment, everybody, and we have a great audience, and 99% of our listeners are on the same page, praying for this kid, the Raider community coming together for him, right? Raider Nation, Bills Mafia, so similar, the fan bases, from Oakland initially to Orchard Park, New York. You know Bills fans. I can't imagine. My great friend Lou called into my show last night in tears. He was in tears. He was crying on the radio because he couldn't believe they were still thinking and delaying, canceling the game. That's real emotion. I hope I never have to go through that again. Not for me, but for the family and the fans again. And last night was a show that I'll, I'll never forget my entire life. And it was really, really traumatic for everybody who was listening on any different platform. I thought that ESPN did a really good job. Lisa Salter's on the sideline, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, as they went back to the studio. That was a hard job. It's hard to kind of report on things in a world where everybody wants information. Last night was a classic example and a unique one that we've never seen before about the fact that when you don't have information, stop begging for it. Stop begging for information in real time. That's what the new kids in this business coming up from behind me are getting trained to do. You don't have to be right, just tweet it out. You don't have to be right, get the podcast up and running, let's talk about it. You don't. You can wait for the authorities, the doctors, the league, the coaches to make decisions, and you just sit back and watch or listen until we have more clarity. On radio, if you happen to be live like I was last night, you got to not entertain, you got to give information. We did that. Here today, no entertainment. Zero. We're just here to give information. But part of the information is to find out how you feel. How do you feel? You don't have to say and compare this to a Raider injury. I don't need to get calls on, you know, Jack Tatum and Stingley and that. We don't need that. What we need today is to get your opinion on what happened to this young man, how the people saved his life in real time. And then if you want to get into football with a topic about, hey, when can they play it again? Does it have to be the first bye week? Do they cancel the game outright? We can do that. I don't think that's going to offend anybody because we're all thinking of DeMar Hamlin and his mom and his family, and we're praying for him. That's the monologue. As we open up the show, thanks to PTs for fueling the monologue. As we begin here and we get rolling, the number is 702-365-9200. I only have one guest. I only have one guest, and that is Jason Horowitz, who's going to join us, the voice of the Raiders, in his regularly scheduled appearance. Because I want to talk Raiders this week. It's Kansas City. It's the last game of the year. But this is much more important than the Raiders in Kansas City. It's about DeMar Hamlin and being in critical condition and how that affects you as a football fan, a consumer of the content here. And how are you really thinking today? How did that affect you? Were you in a sports bar, a sports book? Were you home with your family last night? How did you get this news? I want to hear how you consumed this last night and what you were thinking in real time for this young man as we continue. 
All right, Raider Nation Radio today. Let's get out of here, Bobby, and come back. We'll see if we get any calls on this. We'll get into some Raider content maybe, maybe at the end of the show, and we'll preview Kansas City the rest of the week. All right, the only preview you need is just guard Kelsey. That's it. I'm done for the week. I've been doing this long now. Anybody in the history of, history of Raiders Radio dating back to L.A. and Oakland? You know, one thing to say this week. Just figure out how to guard Kelsey, and, and we got something to talk about later in the week. Patricia McKee um, saying that uh, DeMar Hamlin had been, sources telling her that DeMar Hamlin had been intubated and he is in critical condition yeah. at the University of Cincinnati. And uh, one of her colleagues from Fox 19 as well reported earlier that while they were in the tunnel, um, he did have a pulse but was not breathing on his own. That's Bill's radio on the call from last night. Uh, Bobby did a great job today getting all the sound from ESPN, uh, Buffalo side. Uh, there's a lot to get to here. I was going to spend a lot of time today talking about Jared Stidham, uh, Derek Carr, his brother came to his defense on NFL Network. None of this means anything. Nothing. Uh, Dana White, Dana White, who's been on this show multiple times, slapping his wife in Cabo. Massive story. Vegas-related story. Uh, very important that we cover this story. There's so much going on in sports, but the most important thing is DeMar Hamlin and him surviving this. And there are a lot of other people speculating how long did he not have oxygen, how quickly with the defibrillator did they get it going. The cardiac arrest seemed to work, which is fantastic. And this is a great hospital, fantastic hospital. He's under great care from the doctors who were there. I was surprised that the Bills left. A couple of the players stayed. I was surprised at that point. And again, I feel comfortable with you and this audience to talk about this because I did this show last night live. I was surprised they left. Initially, my idea was going to be, well, maybe they play the game tomorrow if they got good news from him and the players are there. And then you pick it up right where it is, down in distance, same time on the clock. Every fan would have gone right back to see that game, especially praying for DeMar Hamlin. But I was wrong with that. You can't have this game this week. This game is gone. Game is gone. The reason why this game is really important is these teams fought and put their lives on the line all year. This could happen week two. It happened last night. It could happen week seven. All these teams fought for home field advantage, which is critical, very important to get to the Super Bowl, which is the big picture. And we pray that DeMar Hamlin survives this and plays football again. But I don't think you can wipe this game off the slate. I don't. It's too big of a game. It's not a game, hey, man, no big deal. We'll give each team a tie. No, it doesn't work that way. How do you play the game? Well, let's let it breathe. Let's hear what they have to say. Knowing I don't have the answer. All I know is that they have one bye week for the, for the one seeds. Well, one of these teams is going to be the one seed. Or it's going to be Kansas City. If the Raiders beat Kansas City, if Kansas City wins and they don't play that game, Kansas City's the one seed. That's not fair. Kansas City shouldn't be the one seed if Buffalo doesn't play Cincinnati. So that's an important topic, but I'm smart enough to know, let Roger Goodell handle it. And whatever he says, I'll abide to. If they forfeit the game, if Buffalo says we'll take the forfeit because we don't want to play it, if Cincinnati says give us a tie, whatever they do, 
I'll adhere to it. I don't know what they're doing. And Peter King was on today talking about it on other shows. Mike Florio. No one knows. The NFL is smart. The NFL doesn't want to be seen today talking about football. They want to be seen today talking about DeMar Hamlin. And that's probably the right thing to do. Let's start off with Dino. Oh, excuse me, Richard in Arizona. Richard, you're up first. Thank you. Hey, thank you, JG. Hey, uh, yeah, man, I, I think you hit it pretty good right there, man. Just all in general from the beginning. Uh, you know, Skip Bayless, too. Even I saw that yesterday, man, and I was, you know, I, I was sick. And long story short, uh, I was watching a Rocky uh, marathon with my with my teenage boy, and that Drago part where um, he killed Apollo Creed, this is no joke yesterday. My son was kind of like, dang, dad, that really could happen? I said, yeah. I said, even because we were, we were going to barbecue for the game that night, you know, because of fantasy football, Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, even in a football game, it can happen. You know, that's why I always tell you it's a game. And, 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 and I brought up a point last time when I called JT that, that Ted Hendricks said, we don't work football, we play football. And I think that's important again today because it's a game. We play the game. And myself being a military veteran that was deployed and overseas mm-hmm. in a combat operation for our country, you know, when something like that happened where someone got injured or killed, we had to carry on because it's not a game. You know, this is a game. And for people like Skip Bayless to take it as such, like, oh, you know, we got it, we got it. No, you don't got to play. You know, this isn't, this isn't life or death. I don't care about your fantasy team. I don't care about your show next day, Skip. You know, that, that kid is, is, is possibly going to die. And those first responders, for them to know, like, hey, this is the real deal. We're, they jumped into action. They, we don't know if they've ever even done that. Mm-hmm. CPR other than training. And for them to do that, that's solid. They, they possibly saved this kid's life in front of all of us watching. And, and, and my, heart, my heart goes out to that kid, but my blood boils for somebody like Skip Bayless or, or somebody mm-hmm. that thinks like, hey, you got to play the game five minutes. I'm not talking about the ESPN announcers. I'm talking about someone like Skip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it just it bothers me because, you know, in, in, in the military mindset, we're, we're carrying on. We have to. But that's not a game. You know, this is mm. a game, and we play the game, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, it does. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Thanks for the call on that. Again, the, the thing about the Skip Bayless thing, he makes a lot more money. The only guy who makes more money than him is my friend Stephen A. Stephen A. is very opinionated, but I know him as a friend. And Skip, I used to cover Skip, and he used to come on back in the day when I was on KMBR. Skip has evolved into an actor. Okay, so there's a couple of people on television and especially sports, I'm talking sports television, who have evolved into the quickest way you could make money. The quickest way you could make money now is not do it the way I did. Start on overnights, do this, do three shows a day, do, grind your way until you have a bunch of kids and then get to retirement. What you do now is you race bait, you come up with lists, you get controversial, and then you become that person. As I've always said that. If I left, if you, le- if you became that person, you have to go home at some point. You got to have cousins and family and friends, and no one respects you, but you're doing it for the money. That show has a tiny, tiny, tiny audience. Bigger than my audience, but in the real big thing of paying that guy that much money, it's a tiny show that literally no one watches. It's ultimate filler. And the only way to get people to watch or to talk about it 
on a fledgling, because Big Fox is huge, and Fox NFL on Fox is massive, and Big Fox is good. But FS1, most of the shows, no one even knows where the channel is, unless they put on Big Poppy and A-Rod, it's a baseball game. So the only way that these guys and gals, and mostly the guys, can get anybody to look at them is they have to do this. And they do it on purpose. They'd rather have the negative clicks than no clicks. And you become that person. Once you start chasing those clicks and you want people to retweet your insanity and your lunacy and you make it personal and you show no empathy, you're doing that because that's who you've become. Because you can't separate being an actor and being a real human being. It's now kind of collided and you don't know the difference between right and wrong. That's why so many people are calling for his job. I'm not a big cancel culture guy because I'm in sports and media. I don't want to be canceled because I make a mistake. If I make a mistake, I hope my audience goes, hey, I know JT's been a pretty good guy. He hasn't screwed up his whole career. Give him a break. He made a mistake. So I, I don't promote cancel culture. But we got so much evidence of a few of these guys doing this constantly. They should have been canceled by now and put in another platform to rebuild it. That's the way life works for everybody else. I guess not skip. 702-365-9200. As we're talking about your reaction to DeMar Hamlin. I am not Raiders Radio today. I'm not. This is talk radio. This is sports radio. This is what I do when the Raiders aren't playing. Raiders are playing Kansas City. I'll get back to that tomorrow. This is bigger. This is breaking news. This is what everybody's doing it today. So kind of get out of the Raider bubble today of Stidham and what are we going to do with our quarterback next year. This is really relevant to me, and it should be very important to you. How are you reacting to this? What is coming to your mind when you think of the Buffalo Bills, what the team is going through, what you're going through as a fan? And what can be done? You know, I, this, was, this was a fluke. This was a regular tackle. This was two guys coming together. It was not ultra-violent. This was a hit that hit around the heart region at the most unique time where they were both coming together. This doesn't happen. This is a fluke. And I thought the medical staffs did a great job saving this young man's life. That's the way I see it. How do you see it? Dino. North of the border in Toronto, where the Raiders mobile app works. Go ahead. Hey, JT. First of all, uh, God bless you and your family. Happy New Year to everyone you at too. Raider Nation Radio and, uh, and, and across uh, the country. Um, really, uh, really, really polarizing day yesterday. I mean, uh, to see that guy just, uh, you know, faint like that, I mean, uh, it, it was, you knew something was wrong there. I mean, uh, I, I don't think there was a person that was watching the game or was involved in that game that, couldn't have been obviously uh, moved and touched by what happened. So I, I just would like to say that on the human side, I'm just so I'm just so happy to see that both these coaches got together. I'm, I'm assuming that the league too, the NFL, they they decided that there was there's much more things that are more important at this point, and they they postponed and canceled the game. I mean, uh, just uh, really says a lot about the NFL and uh, how much they value their players. I know we hear a lot about you know these guys make so much money. And then you know they 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 uh, they're, they're they're compensated well, but I mean, man, I mean, if anyone has ever sat in field goal or field level at an NFL football game and heard a collision between uh, 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 two men running and, and mm-hmm. trying to get through, and one guy trying to stop the guy from getting through, I mean, it sounds like a bloody car crash, man. I mean, how how these men are able to recover mm-hmm. after such a after such a violent collision? I mean. Uh, Obviously, they're, they're, they're tremendous athletes, and uh, they're coached well, and it's the best of the best because the NFL, in my opinion, maybe after the premiership in, in, in England, it's got to be one of the most tremendous sports organizations mm-hmm. on the planet. 
Uh, I just would like to say uh, one thing that I was reminded of uh, when I woke up this morning. You know, like everyone, you want to see if this kid is okay. Uh, thank God he's still alive, and, he's, and you know, the, the, the medical professionals are, are keeping him alive, and I'm sure they're doing their best, and, and, and I'm yeah. praying that this, this kid pulls through it. I would like to say one thing that reminds me of a, a very, very good line that Steve Harvey always says. He says, behind every lesson, there's a blessing. And, I mean, this kid had a GoFundMe page. I think mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the last couple of years, I think he raised about a few thousand dollars. That's tremendous. It. Because he's raising money for uh, kids that can't afford to have toys or backpacks to go back to school or even meals. I mean, for God's sakes, I just checked online now that I was waiting to speak mm-hmm. to you. His GoFundMe page has hit four point four million dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, a, I mean, listen, the money—the money's not the point here. But what this person has able has been able to accomplish in less than twenty-four hours, you know, his charity. I yes. Mean, just goes to show you that people are just yeah the humanity you know, they're, of they're it. really doing their best man they're doing their best like people now my listen. friend I gotta go I'm late I'm, I'm I got you gotta wrap up the call I need everybody I got to, so many people I need everyone to wrap it up and you were right about that we'll give out the GoFundMe and continue to tweet that out appreciate your call thank you we're talking about the life of Demar Hamlin and how he's with us we should be celebrating him and we'll talk football over the next couple of days and how the Buffalo community is going to get through this. We do have a lot of Raiders content. Jason Horowitz will join us at the top of the hour. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say on this topic. Not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and just hope that he's going to be okay. So we'll take another break here in Cincinnati. That's Bill's radio. We've been playing that sound. A short one here. We'll come back at the top of the hour with the voice of the Raiders. Jason Horowitz, we're covering the breaking news story of last night. Tamar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, a cardiac situation, CPR. He's now in a situation, hopefully, that he'll come out of. He's in critical condition, which most people are after suffering a cardiac arrest. We're talking about what happened last night, the timeline, how the NFL reacted, how the medical staff on the scene did a really good job, and how they reacted to it. And we have time to talk football next hour after Jason joins us and how this affects the league, the scheduling of the league, which is a really big topic. And I have confidence that the league will figure it out. That's what the league does. They're in charge of this. They have scenarios like this that they haven't had a walk through, and now they are. So they got the union. That's why the union's involved with the players, both franchises, the rest of the league, and they'll make the right decision. And as Peter King said earlier today, this is a very important point. I'll quote him at the top of the hour. Whatever they decide to do, live with it. Don't be the complainer. Who's running around? If you, I don't think Bills fans are going to complain about anything if they lose the one seed. They're just going to have to do it on the road. I think the Cincinnati fans last night were beautiful. Brilliant how they handled that as some of them went right to the hospital to console the Buffalo Bills fans. And the Kansas City fans, if Kansas City finds a way to the one seed, the teams are going to have to beat them and beat them that way. But whatever happens, it's not going to be perfect. We have to live with those decisions and know these are sports-related decisions. They are not life and death. We're not all going to agree on it, but the Raiders are going to be involved on the field with an important game coming up here. And we'll talk about that with Jason Horowitz, who will join us here in a little bit. And then your phone calls the rest of the way. I'm on Sirius XM tonight again from 6 to 9 p.m. We'll be podcasting the Raiders roundtable this week, and I'll have my interview with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, on Thursday. 